Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. The Bean Wizard. That's great. (laughs) 1.6 million followers? Yeah. Holy crap. Can I be on your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Can you help me? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll help you if you help me. Holy moly. And it's all about you. <laughs> this is fantastic. Oh my gosh. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door curl up to grab it and then disappear when he came over to me dude he slithered over to me and this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen and he starts running and firing at this giant but the giant moves got a spear in one hand and he's running really fast and spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg and I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling it and they're literally i'm getting pulled off the bed i reached my hand into this bush and i touched air couldn't breathe and i couldn't move because i know i'm seeing a monster yep, yep. yep. to the show everybody you're listening to the confessionals podcast i'm your host tony merkel thanks for being here if you have a crazy wild experience you want to share with me on the show go ahead and shoot me an email my email address is contact at the confessionals podcast.com that's contact at the confessionals podcast.com or go to the website the confessionals podcast.com hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well Either works for me, just get a hold of me welcome to another members episode we have a good one here today because this is like a rerun of a previous show, but not told by the same person, you see. Uh, and I forget, I should have had this on hand, but uh, we had a guy named Emmett on the show a while ago, and it was a it was a public show, and then it was an overtime show. In the public show, he talked about having his dogman encounter in Vermont, I believe, where he saw this thing climb a tree while he was hunting. And then in the overtime, we shift gears because he was a camp counselor at a kid's camp and he had a kid, I think we called him Zachary on the episode and Zachary was different. He was a kid that I don't know. I don't remember exactly how old he was, but um, he, I mean, Zachary might've been demonically possessed. I don't know what was going on with Zachary, uh, but we're going to explore the topic of Zachary and that whole story again today because Emmett talks in that episode about how he and another counselor went through this experience together. Well, that counselor 
somehow stumbled across that episode with <laughs> Emmett on, and he's here with us today. So, Justin, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm gonna tell that that story if you don't mind. Um, I I was I, um, I was working as a flagger, and I'm I'm driving to this spot, and I I turn that episode on, and then I, I hear a voice that's familiar, and then it's like it starts talking about that, and I just get like a rush of goosebumps, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is unlocking something, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, if you remember, please follow more, please listen more, and I was <laughs> like, oh no, oh no. So I remember I'm driving, which is illegal. So don't do this, but I'm driving and I'm like filling out the information to become a member (laughs) as fast as I can. And I'm like, you know, looking and finally I get it and I'm like listening to it. And I just start like, I start crying because I, one, I haven't heard from Emmett in like 10 plus years, you know, and I, I haven't thought about this in 10 plus years. I even forgot about it. And so literally no joke, I call him up and I'm like, dude, like, I don't call me right now, whatever you're doing. And we talked for like three hours after. Wow. And, uh, it it was, it was just crazy just how that all came together. Uh, and it's just an even crazier story. Um, because you know you, you live in a place where it's like new hampshire you know live for your die and you're just like oh yeah like nothing interesting happens around here and you know all of a sudden you find yourself in the middle of one of the wildest experiences i feel that anybody could encounter and then like you're like okay i guess this is it and then next thing you know it just you hear about it you're like oh what and then it goes on from there so yeah it was that was just even hearing about it and just remembering and just having that experience all over again was just like wild. Yeah. Do you, do you remember what episode number that was, by the way? Oh, I do not know. I think it was like, cause you're at what? You're at like five something. Yeah. Right. I want to, it was like last year ish, almost a year, almost two years ago. So maybe it was like in the high threes. Yeah. Low fours. I feel I feel um, like it's something like that. Yeah, I, because I remember you called it the like it was like the demon child or something like that. Well, the the uh, the initial uh, interview was I think Hunter Hunter encounters Dogman, if I remember correctly. Yes, and um, and then in the uh, and then in the overtime, I I I, I don't do it often, but. Uh, I named the overtime something completely different because it was just yeah. a, such a hard shift. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'll have to look it up and I'll put it in the show notes for this episode so people can uh, go and listen to that as well. Uh, but on that note, um, it so you you had this experience with Emmett and you hear Emmett on the show, which I think is just fascinating because uh, especially back then, I... Like right now, there's a there's a quicker turnover rate when I interview people mm-hmm. um, because I, back then I had a huge archive and I burned through that when I moved to Tennessee because I couldn't do interviews. Um, yeah, but people like when I interviewed Emmett, I can almost guarantee it was at least a few weeks before I released it. And yeah, uh, the fact that you just so happened to be listening to the show. <laughs> Yeah. When I decided to release a, a conversation <laughs> yeah. I had weeks ago or months ago beforehand, 
and yeah. you you actually hear it and it's it's it, and it's like and then the story that involves you isn't even on that episode it's just the way it all came together um and and oh so it, it's it's really it's really cool though for me uh because uh you know, I get I get a lot of people telling me their experiences on the show, and you know, for yeah. the, for the most part, uh, it's up to the audience to decide what they want to believe. You know, like yeah, it, it's it's I don't, I'm not in the business of making people believe things. I don't really, mm-hmm. and in all honesty, I don't really care if people believe something or not. I mean, maybe something that is a story that I really believe and I really thought was a really good story. I, I would hope that people would enjoy it and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's not my job to make them believe anything, and so. Yeah. Uh, when I have such a wild story, like like it's one thing to say, oh, I saw a shadow figure in my bedroom and my friend was sleeping over and that friend was sleeping over, that, that was sleeping over heard the episode and they want to say, oh yeah, we saw the shadow figure. That's fine, right? But this yeah. is such a wild story that yeah. it's like either this really happened or this guy is lying and making this up. And the, and there's no way to to prove that for most people's stories when they come on the show. Like, there's nothing I can do to. Yeah. There's so many. Like, there's so many times you, somebody tells you a story. There's no breadcrumbs to chase. It's just there. You gotta take them for their yeah. word. And for, literally for you though, like you're here to validate <laughs> this whole yeah. crazy experience. Yeah. It, so so even the whole like aspect surrounding it, you know, because I, I'm really big into like, you know, the whole like cryptid, the whole paranormal, just the whole chasing of that, like all of that, you know, and I, I'm a I'm a believer as well. And so I literally I downloaded three episodes and it was just like, you know, like uh, like a like a, a roulette. I went through. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. That looks interesting. I, I've I've listened to him before. You know, that looks interesting. And you know, that was the first one I chose. And I I start listening. I'm like, this this is familiar. This voice sounds really familiar. You know. And then like he like he talks about something. I'm like, huh. And then it goes into that members thing. And then he like says me. You know. And he like slips up, says my name. I'm like, no, like, you know, I'm pretty sure I like swore out loud and I'm not one for cussing, but I did. And I was like, oh my word, like what? And I just remember being like floored, you know, and like, uh, oh, so crazy. Um, But yeah, no, totally. Yeah, that, that definitely happened. And it happened in such a way that like, I, I forgot about it. You know, and it wasn't necessarily like it wasn't traumatic in a way to where I forgot about it, but it was just so outlandishly wild that I, I just think my mind just like pressed it down, you know? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that then after hearing that it all came to and we called and we compared notes and stuff, and there are things that he that I said that he forgot totally. So um let, yeah. Let's let's uh, we're going to get into it. And I just I just uh, remembered that that episode was one of my top episodes on YouTube. So I just went to YouTube, hit popular tab, and it's episode three eighty seven. Hunter encounters Dogman, and then the overtime is OT three eight seven. Demon Boy, and yes. uh, and so yeah, people can check that out for the for Emmett's side of the story. But I want your side of the story. So. Uh, what I want you to do today is to uh, basically pretend this story has never been on the show before and share yeah. it from your perspective. So 
For uh, sure. I think it's important for people to hear it from your perspective. And then they can yeah. go back and forth between 387 and whatever episode number this will be and kind of just listen yeah. to two people telling the same story from what they went through with this this demon boy at a kid's Christian summer camp, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I I grew up, I lived in like a small town in New Hampshire. Um, I was working at a uh, an electronics store that is no longer around. Um, and I was just, you know, at this point in my life, I just hopped around from place to place. And I, uh, my best friend's dad was the, like the, uh, pastor there that summer and he was going to it and he's like, Hey, you should come with me. And I was like, okay, sure. And, you know, I applied, I got the job and it was I thought it was going to be me and my best friend, you know, and he was doing like this wilderness camp thing, but I got stuck not doing wilderness. And so I was like, Oh man, like, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty like go, like go easy guy. I'm really friendly. I love people. I have really good people skills, but for some reason, like this, this camp was just out of my element. You know, I, I wasn't, I didn't really like fit in. I felt like it was really hard. And so one of the first well, first people that I got kind of like attached to was Emmett, you know, um, and he, he and I, we, we didn't, we didn't get really close that quickly, you know, but like, yeah, we would talk, you know, and he was always in another cabin and I was always just like a floater, which is just, you, you go from cabin to cabin. Um, and so I, that's pretty much what I did for the first, like, it was like an eight week summer thing. You know, you'd get, you do your thing during the week and then you go home on the weekends. And, um, I remember for the first like six or like, no, five weeks, I was this float. And so I didn't have my own cabin. And I just remember getting like super frustrated because I was like, why am I even here? You know, like I had to call people to like raise money to pay me even. And it was just like very, like, very different than what I was used to because the camp I was used to was, you know, it was at the base of Monadnock mountain, Mount Monadnock, which is one of the second, um, most climbed mountain in the world. You know, it's a beautiful mountain and I, uh, that's where I went. That's where I grew up. And I was so used to that. So differentiating from that camp to this camp, it was just like a, a whole different atmosphere. And so I, I guess that kind of made me like, uh, you know, a little bit sour to the whole experience. So I kind of got closed off for a little bit and it didn't take me until like literally the end of the fifth week where it was like, fine, like, okay, you know, I'm just going to like accept that I'm going to be afloat for the rest of the summer and we'll go on from there. And so I, I remember I, I left and I came back and I found out that I was going to be with Emmett as a camp counselor and we were stoked. It was awesome. You know, and this was like my first time being able to just be in a cabin for the whole week. And so I, I remember we got, it was like the seven and eight year olds. And so we were, we we're like excited, you know, because it's the youngest group and we're just like ready because he had been doing it for a, a while. Just, he wasn't afloat. He was just a, a counselor. And so he was excited to have somebody that was fresh you know, to where he could kind of like, I could, he could delegate things to me at the time because, you know, I, yeah, he was, he was tired. You get kind of tired, of course, because you're surrounded by kids for the week. And then you go on the weekend, you kind of get a little taste of, you know, normalcy and then you have to go right back into it. And so I think he was looking forward to that just like I was. And 
we get we get this cabin full of kids. They're all awesome. They're all super funny kids, you know. And for me, like I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a good I'm a good guy. I'm good with kids as well. And you know that they're, they're like <laughs> just like making fun of me, cracking jokes, you know, back and forth. And so I'm really enjoying myself. And there was this one kid in there that just it it was off. You know, it felt off and there's just something about him that was just like, I don't know. You would look at him and he would just be like, not there, you know? And there are moments where like, it was, it was just weird. I don't know. I even like thinking back about it and remembering and just trying to like, cause this happened like a long, long time ago, you know, and a lot has happened since then. And so, but being able to like remember things, you know, I remember just him like staring off into the distance for most of the, like most of the time, whenever we would be talking, you know, he, he wasn't really disrespectful up until like the third or like the third day, I think it was, is when we started having a little bit of problems with him. Um, and you know, for, for me, it was just like, okay, like how, how can I be like, how can I be good, a good counselor in the situation? Cause all the kids were great. All the rest of them were great, you know, and it wasn't that he was bad. It's just, there's something that was a little off, you know? And so we would talk about it and we're like, okay, like, you know, like, what do we do? And, you know, we just realized that, you know, we just got to like love and just be, make sure that we're there for him and stuff. And, you know, we did have to discipline it sometimes. There are times where he cost like the whole cabin swim time. Cause we have this rule that if, if you talked like after like, um, getting like, like locked, like not locked in, but like after, uh, lights out, you know, you got three, three chances. But if you, if you talked those three times, you know, they'd all lose like 15 minutes of swim time, which might've been a little harsh <laughs> for some seven and eight year olds. But, you know, I, I guess that's just what we came up with. And there was one time that it happened with him and he got like, so upset and you could just feel like, like the, the whole, like, I don't want to be like, it was just like the energy of him, you know, not to sound hokey or anything, but like, you could just tell that he was mad. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.